0: Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast. Today, have got a very interesting subject. And when I say interesting, I mean good. So I love these hacks and tactics. Uh, my guest today... Dolores Hirschman. She's going to be talking about what she does in connecting with people to improve your business. And as part of that, she's going to introduce to this audience, at least to me, something called Trust Funnels. So very interested in both topics. Dolores, welcome to the show. Can you give us a hundred word or less uh, back on yourself?
1: Yes. Thank you, Mark, for having me. And I believe that there, that, that, ideas can have a positive impact in the world. And I believe that ideas that are properly communicated and properly positioned uh, can grow wings and expand. And that's what I do.
0: Excellent. So first of all, how did you come up with this concept of, you know, connecting with five people a day, every workday for at least 30 days to gain momentum? And and, on what you know, it's the second part of that question is, what does that look like? What do you mean by connecting with five people every day?
1: Well, I believe that sales is a consequence of relationships. Um, just that's what it is. And actually, to give you a little bit of background, um, I am from Argentina. That's where my accent is from. I graduated from business school. And back then in 1996, I'm that old. I wrote a graduating paper called Marketing on the Internet, Relationship Marketing. So if we understand that sales is a consequence of relationships, then the question is, how can we uh, add or have more relationships in our life, in our business, in our network, so we can grow sales? And while in the 1800s, it might have looked like going to more parties or going to more events, today is how can you use technology to do that? And private Facebook messages, private messages, sorry, Facebook, Instagram, whatever platform is one way to connect with people. So the simple strategy of five private messages every single day, which obviously could be translated into five phone calls or five, whatever, but this is to five strangers, people who you've never talked to. So you're expanding your network. Five of this every day as a habit will make your business explode. It just, it just, it's a, it's a numbers game.
0: Okay. But what is that, what are you doing when you're connecting with five people? Is it on LinkedIn? Is it other places? And what are you telling them?
1: Yeah. So let me give you an example of what we do and we do it in LinkedIn, but I can't, again, it can be translated into other platforms. And what we do is we are consistently looking for our ideal clients. Of course, of course you have to have, clarity around who is your idea client, who's your audience. And once you identify those people, you either just send five connections with some kind of wording that will hook their attention, or let's assume that you already have a lot of connections and you just want to deepen and and humanly connect, because having a connection is not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about adding five followers to your LinkedIn. I'm talking about kicking off five messenger conversations every day. So what you do is you see them. What does that mean? Is you acknowledge something, something they're doing. Nothing works better than saying, hey, I read your blog post or your article on XYC and I laughed, blah, blah, blah. That's just one way to get someone's attention. And it's not, I mean it's real. You would have to read some of the material. You can't fake that.
0: Okay. And so if I'm understanding this correctly and, and you could do this research on the internet, but also on LinkedIn. You go look at what they posted or what they commented on. You find yep. some opportunity to connect with them on some personal note, which almost surprisingly nobody does on LinkedIn. Why don't they do that? Because it's hard to research all those people. And it's it's difficult to, to get – I mean, it's really not difficult, but it's time-consuming. And then you got to craft a message that you think people will respond to. And uh, I, I know – that can be difficult for some people and, and a lot of people and I, and I like it to, to dating. And I know you do, they don't want to go into the bar not knowing the person <laughs> and uh, have to approach them and, and maybe get rejected. Yeah. going to get rejected and they might not, you know, they, their approach might be wrong. They might be seen as, you know, a player. So it, it's very uh, there's a fine balance there. And I think the best way I've seen, People do this is they they do a lot of research around the, the individual that they're targeting, and then they they find something that will trigger them. Whether they're involved in a charity or they're involved in some business deal that they feel is you know important to to them in their career, and that's how they approach it. They just come in with something that that individual is going to be triggered by and respond by. But that that takes work. So my hats off to you if you're able to do that efficiently.
1: Well, so wait, so it takes work. It's one strategy that can get your business momentum going. It doesn't mean you have to do it every day for the rest of your business life, because as you know, Mark, there are strategies that are kickstarters of your business. And then there are strategies that either phase out or transform or, or change uh, down the road. So once you have it, let's say that you're a, start, you're a small business and you're just starting, there's a strategy that can get you going and get you moving forward. Once you get that, then you say, okay, how much is this helping my, my business? And how can I build a system around it? So at Masters in Clarity, I don't do it anymore, but we do it as part of our team. And so I have one person who does it for me and we work on the on the language together and then she runs with it. So whether you do it, you have a team member do it, it's just a business development strategy.
0: Yep. Uh, and it's a good one. It works as long as you don't come across as, you know, these canned messages that you see on LinkedIn. Correct. Day day oh my God. I, I just, I just ignore them now. There's so many, so many coming at me. You
1: still have to have some 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 substance to it. And that's why I don't use robot. I don't use bots. I use someone who cares and say, this is what I'm looking for. And this is why I'm looking for this person. Can you engage in a meaningful conversation? That's it. Okay.
0: So let's say you do that for 30 days, as you suggest, what can most businesses expect after 30 days?
1: Perfect. Assuming that you're doing it, Well, not salesy and with good intention, right? With the intention of building relationships. Um, Then it's a numbers game. Let's say that you're doing five a day, five days a week, it's 25 a week. There's, let's say that 25 outreaches a week will yield into, let's say, 50%. So uh, 1250 um, uh, conversations. And let's say another, what, 10% close. 40%, 20% close, that would be two to three clients a month, a week, sorry, a week on this strategy alone. If we do a a 25 a week, 50% will actually react and end up in some kind of engagement or conversation. And then 10% of that number ends up in a client is about one to two clients a week. Not bad.
0: Not bad at all. I mean, I'm sure there's more to it than that. I mean, what your offer is, what your price is. Of
1: course, how, how you do the following up, how you close a sale. I mean, there's so many elements to it. But in a rough note, what is if, if, if let's assume you have all the puzzle pieces, this strategy with this conservative, and I would say these are pretty much conservative numbers, could yield that result.
0: What is it you're you're saying in that intro message? That do you have any tips or tricks for that? It's just to sure. people besides what I've said, of course.
1: Sure, and it's you know it's again we started talking about trust funnels and trust funnels is building relationships. So, in a, if you were to a networking event and you you just and I'm going to build from what you said, Mark. You said you know find common ground. Find a charity you both share or find something that you know that you share in common. So in an in-person networking event, you might say, hey, I love your, I don't know, shirt. I have the same one or your bag, whatever. Uh, Find a common ground and then get curious about them. Remember that when we build a relationship, if you are initiating this, and same with dating, you know, you want to have the other person be the center of your focus. You want the other person to feel heard, seen, and uh, and and relevant in your in 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 that moment, right? So it's not about hey, I like your shirt. By the way, I have a course I can sell. <laughs> it's like hey, find the common ground, whatever that is, and then I would love to learn more about you it's about them. Then it's about you.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I, uh, I want to now change the focus slightly. So let's say you get them hooked, they respond, uh, but they're not ready to buy. Now you've got this concept called trust funnels. So let's, let's start, first start talking about trust funnels. What are, what are trust funnels?
1: So trust funnels is my play on words with the concept of sales funnels. And you and I are on the same boat. We work in this kind of similar space of no marketing, no clients, no clients, no business. I don't care how good your product is. If nobody's buying it, you are actually not in business. Are we agreeing with that? <laughs> of course, yeah. Right? So it's like blood, you know, no blood in the body, you can't live. Um, And so trust funnels is a different way of looking at the practice of getting clients to buy the sales funnels. And it's simply the shifting the perspective from I need to sell to I need to serve or I need to solve someone's problem. And in order to solve someone's problem, you need to have them first trust you. Let me give you a very simple example if you are in the middle of, let's say, a park, like Disney World, and you see a little child who is lost and is crying, you don't just grab them and take them to an office to be found. You kneel down, you approach gently and kindly, you listen to them, you make them trust you, and then you say, let me get you some help, right? Because that child will not give you their hand, unless you push it, right? I mean, that's not the idea. Um, they, won't, they won't feel safe having you help them, even if your intentions are great. But if you push yourself into that situation, even if you're trying to be a hero, you're going to scare that person. This is a metaphor.
0: And so tell me about how these, how the trust funnels work, or how you recommend they should work in terms of nurturing people to, to a sale.
1: Yeah, so in the Trust Funnel, the way I teach it, there's four specific uh, phases. The attraction phase, the nurturing, the closing, and the retention. And the attraction phase is what we all talk about all day long of, should I do a, um, have, have a website? Should I write a book? Should I do a post? Where should I post? You know, all of the things that basically is, I call them spreading your magic. Like every single time you go out in public with your message, you're spreading your magic. In this moment with you, Mark, I'm spreading my magic. You are being generous in hosting a space for people to share their work. And thank you for that, by the way. Uh-huh. Um, so every moment you sh- you share your magic, you want to show up from a place of how, uh, from a, from a, from sharing your work in a, A, in a generous way, and B, from a place of inviting people to to trust what you're saying, to trust what you're sharing. How do you do that? You just show up with that intention, number one, and two, you make sure that every moment you are in that space, call it the soapbox, because every moment that you're in public, you're in a soapbox, right? Right. That you are adding value versus asking for anything. Okay.
0: But, I mean, structurally, are you using a CRM system for this? How are you?
1: Yeah, making- let's talk about that. So um, so let's say that we use stages, um, podcasts, conferences to grow your business, right? And that is your soapbox. And that is how people meet you. That's the first date. And so you share your topic, you you're in a conversation, and you say, you know what, if you want, you can download a free resource. I mean, this is very straightforward. A lot of people do it. I'm not saying anything new. And you, you say, I have a free resource that you can tap into that will go deeper. So for me, I can say, hey, I can send you my trust funnel, I've infographic, and um, and I have an ebook around it. And so then you use a CRM. I use something called Simplero um it's worked very well for me for the last 7 years and people you it's an exchange i will give you something you value and you will give me something i value which is your contact info and by the way mark there is a sale happening a sale happening here it's just the currency used is what i call the t of trust we're not using dollars or euros or any kind of currency We're using trust. I'm trusting that that what you're going to give me in my inbox has value. And on my end, I'm trusting that you're going to give me information that works. Like the email is not going to be a fake email, so I can send you this information, right? It's an interaction of trust. So when that happens, then the attraction has happened, meaning you attracted someone and now you are in relationship with that person. So let's say it's a CRM, it's through an email list. Let's say that it's a social media relationship, you don't need a CRM, you can invite someone to a private but free group, Facebook group, LinkedIn group, whatever. And so you are now in relationship with that person and you go into the next phase of the trust funnel, which is the nurturing, which in dating terms would be let's date, you know, I, I was uh, speaking at an event the other day, and I said, what is what everybody wants? And maybe I'll ask you, Mark. What is what, th- what everybody wants to happen after a first date? A first date that went well, of course.
0: Uh, <laughs> how should I answer this? Um, well, it depends on who you are. You want a second date is what you want. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I mean, let's assume that the first date went well for you. I don't know about the other person, but if I had a good first date, all I want is a second date. Mm -hmm. And that second date in marketing and in business is when you start dating and you start the nurturing. And it might take a minute or it might take two years. I've had people who have been reading my emails for years. Actually, I just got off the call from someone who I've known personally. She's been following my emails for. I think five years, and she's going to enroll in my program right now. Nice. It wasn't a quick close, right? But it was a relationship well built.
0: Yeah, I'm impressed you're able to nurture them for five years. You must have a lot of content that's going out.
1: I do. I do have content. I commit to content once a month, once a week, and I'll tell you a quick story if you if if it's okay. And it's that, and many of us suffer of the from this, is that you create content and you send it out into the world, let's say a new, an email, right, a newsletter. And then you sit there and said, what a waste of my time. Nobody's reading these things other than my mom. And by the way, my mom, I think my mom now stopped reading them. <laughs> but, um, but then years ago, so I have a mom, I have four kids. I always juggle work and kids. And then this is like six or seven years ago, I went to watch my son play lacrosse. And this mom came over to me and she said, I just want you to know that every Thursday I get hope in my inbox. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I love your emails and I look forward to reading them. Oh, and by the way, I don't think I will ever be your client. You're not, I mean, she, she wasn't my avatar. She just happened to be in my email. But you know what, Mark, that comment, that lady, that day I still remember it today, and every week that I feel like, ah, oh, what the waste of my time to write another newsletter? I remember her words, and that's why I do it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, the let's say you've set up the trust funnels, you've got people coming in because you're doing the five connections a day yes. method. Uh, you've got the trust funnel set up, and. Is there anything else that you do, let's say, towards the bottom of the funnel to move them into a stage of getting on the phone with you or just signing up with you? Is there anything else that you recommend people do uh, yeah. in order to make that happen?
1: Yeah. So in the what we call the dating space, the nurturing, there's different strategies you can implement. Uh, obviously, newsletters is one bringing out relevant content is another one. I'm in the middle of a launch right now. So I've put together a whole week of content and opportunities for for ask me anything or for free. So a lot of people are engaging with me right now and there's a lot of attraction. And some people are buying the product that I'm selling, the course that I'm selling, and some others actually have been triggered to say, maybe this is the right time to work with you in my higher level programs. So, um, so giving people opportunities to be with you in one way or another webinars, um, again, Facebook group conversations, one-on-one consultations, whatever that may look like, there's so many ways to do this. Um, it's a way for them to continue building that relationship and then and then the next thing towards the bottom of that section of the funnel is to make sure that you have options because think about it th- this way let's say that you're dating and you go into that first date and you get your second date and you date for a few times um, you know if the option that you you tell that person you know I really like you, let's get married. That's gonna be a very scary jump. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few steps before like I really like you. we've been going for a few dinners together. why don't why don't we date? Why don't we you know we can be boyfriend girlfriend or whatever um, and then we'll see what happens. I see this in businesses all the time. They go from first day to dating to marriage, meaning come come in, invest thirty thousand dollars in my year-long coaching program. yeah. It may work for sometimes. It definitely works for word of mouth. It's a different kind of lead. But for a lead that you've nurtured from scratch, yeah, we need to date in a lower risk or lower investment uh, level first.
0: Well, this has all been very good. The one thing, and I like dating analogies for for this type of thing too, but the one thing I would just add is you just have to ask. And you know, for me, the end result doesn't have to be marriage. It could just be a... A you know, long term commitment with somebody, yes, which is as a customer, uh, they're usually short term commitments, but yes. <laughs> uh, sometimes they're long term commitments, yeah. And, and you just have to ask, and you have to ask in a way that has worked in the past. So I, I kind of just reverse engineer it what has worked to bring on clients in the past, or what are my competitors doing to bring on clients? And then I just build that into the bottom of the funnel in order to get them across the, the finish line. And that, that's typically what works, but I mean, if you're a small business, they got to like you like Dolores. they got going to like Dolores. They're going like to like Mark. they got to like the person at that, uh, the top of the, the food chain in, in terms of the yes. business. If it's a larger business, they just got to like what the company represents and the value proposition. It's, it's much more of a, a business value proposition than it is a personal proposition. Uh, I've noticed that most people, when they sign on, they sign on. Uh, uh, we're you know, kind of a smaller business, but uh, still have more than one person. They they kind of look at they still look at me as okay this is what this is why I'm signing up you know we believe Mark can help us to the next level so <clears throat> we're gonna sign on with uh, his agency and I think that's true to you get to about uh, twenty five maybe maybe thirty people and then the, the the perception in the client's mind tends to shift to from personal uh, to more of a business value proposition and that's what you got to put in front of people at that point and you got to know that that's occurring and you got to know what to do once you're there. So uh, Dolores, we're at the end and at the end of every episode, I like to ask two final questions. So the first one, which you've already mentioned them, but uh, the first one is what is the hottest digital marketing technology that you recommend?
1: Yeah, uh, I would say Simplero. Uh, I don't know if it's the hottest, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but it's definitely that the you most- that, that Yeah, that I recommend. It's the one that has actually- helped me build capacity is the one that helped me go past the first six figures, the second six figures without our team. And now that I'm closer to the seven figures it's still going strong.
0: And so Plero lets you send emails and you say host online content and create products. Uh, So is it is it more a CRM or more of a marketing automation system?
1: It's it's both because it's it allows you to send emails and, and and track leads. It also allows you for all the automations of the marketing, and then it's an LMS with um learning management system with all of the online content. And now they actually added more features, and now you can. Some of my clients, the smaller companies that I that I work with, they build their whole websites in there and landing pages. Mm. Okay, It's pretty comprehensive.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. And the second question I have is, um, uh, who is the most influential person in marketing today?
1: Yeah. So I love Stu. I've been a student of Stu for years. Um, I've just been, I met Pedro Adal uh, recently um, and he's doing some great work. I'm a partner of Pete Vargas. I don't know if you know that name.
0: Uh, No, no, I don't.
1: Um, he's the one behind a lot of, you know, how every, well, TNC is happening right now, Traffic and Conversion. Mm-hmm. And I'm a speaker there tomorrow. Um, and online, of course, right? Online, yes, of course. And so if you see the, um, the pivot that they're doing, they're doing to online conference, the person that is advising in that is Peter, Pete Vargas, who is the CEO of Advanced Your Reach, because he's the first one that pivoted his. In person, thousand people event to online back in April when this whole thing started.
0: All right, uh, so Dolores, we're gonna wrap things up now. What I want you guys to do, if any or part of this resonated with you, is she has got a uh, an ebook that you could download at, and this is in the show notes: www.w.e.mastersinclarity.com/standout dash podcast no that was a mouthful i know but (laughs) you can go and look at the show notes and just click on it there all right dolores with that wonderful uh having you on the show and, and thanks for your 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 hacks and tactics
1: thank you so much for having me mark